who doesn't love a good shower, right? My guest today, Art Costello, started his podcast, The Shower Epiphanies, after pioneering the concept of expectation therapy after a childhood reflection. Before that, he was a Marine, an entertainment executive in LA, and a large construction business owner. Today's episode is an amazing interview with my good friend, Art Costello. Welcome. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. I'm Duff Gardner, your host. I'm excited to have you here today. Uh, I've just come from a really interesting event called the New Media Summit. And one of the, my favorite people that I've met at that event and a couple of others that I've gone to is a fellow by the name of Art Costello. Art is a podcaster who has a podcast called Shower Epiphanies and his website is expectationtherapy.com. Uh, I can tell you that in, uh, in our last event that we were in San Diego, I believe, uh, we had a really cool conversation in the what the the lounge there and I, I was really excited to have him on the show so welcome to off my duff art duff welcome and uh, thank you for having me here i'm thrilled and i can't wait to share my experiences with your audience oh that's great uh so the name of your uh business expectation therapy uh really resonates with me uh super interesting i, I don't know if you know this about me but i have a background in learning science and so I have this whole idea around expectations and how they, uh, they impact our learning. So I'm interested for you to tell us more about what expectation therapy means. Expectation therapy uh, actually came out of uh, reflection on my life at age 63. And I'll take you on a little quick journey. Sure. At three years old, four, five years, six years old, I was an avid baseball player. My dad's family just had me engrossed in baseball. So it became my identity. And at the age of nine, for some odd reason, and I'm not sure to this day, some 68 years later, why my parents picked this up and moved this to a very remote farm in upstate New York. And what it did is it took away the one thing that I identified with baseball because we didn't have anybody to in school that, I mean, we had, there's 20 kids in my entire class. I mean, I think there was maybe a couple hundred in the entire school from K to 12. So sports weren't a big thing. Farming was what everything was about. But yet my parents weren't farmers. And my parents kind of, my dad went to uh, the city to work because he couldn't find work around where we were. And my mom went to work in a city about 
25 miles from where the farm was. So my sister and I were pretty much left abandoned on the farm. Mm. And what it did in the mean to me is I lost my identity. I was so depressed. I was so scared, lonely, and frightened that I didn't know what was going to become of me. So we had this hill by the farm and I would go to the top of that hill after school, lay on my back and have this conversation with God. And I would ask what is going to become of me. And I made this trip literally hundreds of times uh, on weekends, several times a day and just look at the sky and ask this question. And one day I was laying there and I heard this voice and, and li literally at nine years old, it scared the living crap out of me. I didn't know what was wow. coming, coming out of me. And I, uh, what happened was I, I listened to it and the voice kept telling me, all you have to do is just keep doing and being as good and the best that you can at things and you'll find your way. And after all those trips, I really began to believe it. Uh, I mean, I would literally go down and we had a, a horse and, and some cows and stuff. And when I was doing my chores, I'd talk to the horses and cows about it. And, and I got to believe it so much that it became a way of life for me. And at 17 years old, I joined the Marine Corps to escape the farm. Okay. And I went to, in the Marine Corps and ended up a year later going to Vietnam. And all through this time, I always had this idea in my head that everything is going to work out all right if I just keep in tune to myself and just keep doing and doing the right thing. So all my life I did that. And we go through, I mean, I had, I went and worked in the entertainment business. I've done everything that I've ever wanted to do employment wise, been very successful construction company that I had entertainment business that I worked in, uh, worked with some of the major stars in Hollywood at the time in Vegas. And, uh, in two or in 2000, in 1970, Three, I met a, a beautiful blonde in San Diego and ended right. up mar marrying her. But she told me, she said, I, I, I won't marry if you're in the uh, entertainment business. So what I ended up doing was, is I walked in and quit the entertainment business. And literally within a couple months, I started building my own construction company, which I had for 30 years. So we everything went fine. I've, I've always been very successful. I've had you know, boats, cars, all the things that I ever wanted to be able to take care of my children, my family, and the things that I really wanted because I had this faith. Right. And uh, 2003, September 23rd, my wife and I walked into a doctor's office in Austin, Texas, and we walked out of there and we were scared and frightened because my wife was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Her being a nurse, we knew the odds and everything. So we were, we were, even though we were told it was everything was going to be okay, you know, in the early stages of everything, it's going to be okay. And there's going to be treatments and all that. Right. But on September uh, 16th, 2006, she passed away and I lost it all. I mean, literally I paid tons of money and medical bills, everything that I had plus losing the love of my life. Right. I, I lost her. I went into a deep depression and uh, took me about three years. And my kids came to me and said, dad, 
you know, you promised mom you weren't going to do this. Mm-hmm. That night, uh, I went out onto the lawn of our ranch and outside of Austin, laid on my back again and had that conversation with God and asked him what was going to become of me. And I heard the voice come again that says, I've given you all the tools. Get up and start doing because you know what to do. And that's how expectation therapy was born. I started reflecting on my life, looking back, and I've always had the expectation that everything was going to be okay. Always going to be okay. So when I started actually researching and getting involved, my degree has been in psychology, so I had the basics for for it, and I have a God-given talent for connecting with people. So I started doing life coaching and I started, you know, researching and building. And I, I actually developed a formula that came out of physics, actually, uh, okay. that is um, in physics, there's a formula for expectation. And what it is, is it gives a scientist a probability of how an experiment is going to come out, what the, what the probabilities are. Okay. I took that and turned it into a behavioral model, which is identify clarify and solidify with a written plan. And I started applying it to my clients and I saw tremendous results because it gets to the root of the problem really quickly. Yeah. And it, it, it deals with it at what I call the basic level, because I believe that, that, that we have been planted with the seed of expectation in our DNA. I believe there's a DNA component to it. Mm-hmm. And we look at our expectations through two lenses, either faith or fear. Mm-hmm. And faith moves us, faith and hope moves us through things, fear stops us. So that, that's the basics of it. But it's, uh, it's very effective and it works for people. Sure. And uh, I've seen no matter whether it's, uh, it's in business, relationships, scholastically, socially, whatever it is, everything we do is based on an expectation. And we have to, um, we have a choice. We can either be positive or negative with our expectations. And when we choose the route of being positive and hopeful, mm-hmm. we, we attract it, we get it, you know, it, it's, it dictates our life. You know, we've all run into those people that are just naysayers and down all the time. I love working with people like that because if we can turn their expectations around, you will see that change. It changes people immediately. Right. So, so that's the basics. I love that. Um, uh, I'm a bit of a cognitive science geek, you know, and so <laughs> there's this concept called ex- expectation failure, which is in learning, you ex- you, it's, it's integral to learning. So mm-hmm. I, I step over a sill, I trip. So what's the insight in that if I keep doing it that I'm not learning from it? If you can, ex- you can expand on that and say, well, some people turn that into, you know, going through a door is dangerous, uh, which is, you know, taking that expectation and expanding on it. So anyway, just learning how to deal with expectations, um, I know is integral in learning. And I love it how that you have taken it and created a whole behavioral model around it. Well, what I find with people is that there's a misconception around the word expectation because we have the conception that, that it's based on what other people expect of us. Mm -hmm. 
when your real expectations are what I call your core expectations of who you are and how you are. Because I've heard, had people tell me I have no expectations. Well, I've got a little, a little scientific uh, experiment that I do with them. I'll tell them to take their right hand and put it over their nose, take their left hand and put it over their mouth. And they'll say, I can't do that. I won't be able to breathe. I said, you told me you don't have any expectations. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an organic, it's an organic expectation. And yeah. that's what people don't realize is we have organic, we have social, we have religious expectations, we have financial expectations. You could go through anything and have expectations. Matter of fact, when we were at New Media Summit, if you'll remember how I ended up, I said, everything starts and stops with an expectation. It does. It does. It just does. It's, it's, it's real. So if you learn to manage them, you're way ahead of the game. As a matter of fact, it's one of the things that I think we need to teach children. If yep. we can teach children how to manage their expectations, this world would change immediate. I mean, it would, it would change big time. Right. And I love it how you've got identify, clarify, solidify, just in that, those three steps, you know, that behavior model. Fantastic. Even if you mm-hmm. just take that. Um, so now, so you, you've developed this practice and you work with clients. Like what does your typical client kind of look, look like, or is it very diverse? It's so diverse. It's it, it, sometimes it, it's, it gets scary. <laughs> They're so diverse. I work with anything, anyone that is, could be athletes that are transitioning out of or into sports. Right. It could be a, a, a high school kid transitioning into high uh, into college. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really, I can work with anyone and shift their their positivity. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Because uh, it. Go, go ahead. I was just going to say, like uh, the word transition obviously is integral to the kind of client that you're helping. And I was I was reflecting on your story of going. Uh, you know, you just kind of said it, you just did it. I'm sure it was more, more to it than that, but you had a few transitions in your story. You know, the, the, uh, you know, when you're, when you're, when your wife passed mm-hmm. away, obviously is, was a big one for you. Um, and uh, when you went from an entertainment con- to construction in such a big way, uh, those are big transitions in life. And uh, I know that a lot of my listeners uh you know, are struggling with business growth and or stepping into a new realm, which is business that they're not used to. And it's scary. And so I admire you for, you know, navigating those big transitions in your life. It, 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 anyone can navigate them. It, it, it's really not as difficult. We make it difficult in our head and we get hung up in our head and that stops our action. But you know, I, I've always been of the, the, if I don't know something, I throw my whole self into it and learn it. Right. So I've never had problems going from one thing to another because I'm such an avid learner right. and such a quick learner that I, that it just makes it natural for me to do that. I mean, I've, I've done everything I've ever wanted in my, in my life because I'm not afraid to, uh, to take the risk or I'm not afraid. I don't use the word failure Mm -hmm. because failure is when 
you die. That's the only way. The failure is to stop living. Mm -hmm. Everything else in life is a learning experience. It is taught to teach us something that is going to prepare us for something greater that is coming down the line. And I firmly believe that, that every part of my life was just a stepping stone to get me where I am. I'm 72. And I don't, retirement is not even on my horizon. I mean, I am going to keep going, going, going till I'm gone, like hitting a home run. <laughs> and that's what my, that's the what my analogy for my life. I hit a home run because I, I've, I've done everything I've wanted. I've been married to the most beautiful women in the, in the, that were just perfect for me, right. you know, and, you know, in the relationships that I've had with the people that I've met at the new media summit and out on the subways and the buses and the, oh, it, to me, it is so thrilling because I love their stories. And I learned when people tell me their story and I can, I can give them my knowledge and they share their knowledge with me. It, to me, it's the most fulfilling thing. That's why we're here. We're not here to knock each other down. We're here to build each other up and make us all better people. Right. I, I, I think that I, you, we were talking earlier offline and you were telling me that um, you know, your, your mission is very much about leaving people with hope. And as I speak to you, um, I'm also noticing that, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're just an expert at sort of finding those insights and things that happen to us in life. And, and I love it that you're a storyteller. Um, when you think, like, how did you come to decide or make the choice to get into the shower epiphanies? Because I'm fascinated by that story. Uh, in particular, you had some <laughs> advice to have a different name for it. Uh, but I actually love the name. So tell me about it. Oh, you'll love this one. Do you know Ruby Freeman from yes. LA? Yeah. yeah. You know Ruby? Yeah. I was sitting near Ruby at the New Media Summit in Austin a year ago. Uh -huh. And I was kicking around, and I had been for two years, kicking around the idea of a podcast. Mm -hmm. And when Steve Olsher talked about the podcasting and what it could do and all that, I said, you know... I, I want to start a podcast. I want to call it Shower Epiphanies because I get these epiphanies in the shower all the time. I'm oh, when I'm when I'm cleansed and water's running over me and all that. So I I got up and I was moving around and I'm in my head. I'm playing with this idea of Shower Epiphanies. Well, Ruby was not very far from me, and I looked over at Ruby and you know me with my joking. I said, "Hey, Ruby, how would you like to take a shower with me?" <laughs> And Ruby, for you, you that don't know, Ruby's very attractive, tall yeah. uh -huh. uh, lady that's, that's in in, uh, in our group. Anyway, I said to Ruby, how about you want to take a shower? She looked at me and I thought she was going to punch me. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I had this idea for a, for a uh, podcast and I want to call it Shower Epiphanies. And I want you to be my first guest. I want you to be a shower, take a shower with me. She threw her arms around me and she said, I'd be happy to take a shower with you. And, <laughs> and that started it. That's, and then I, I went over and I, I said to Steve, I said, I want to start a podcast. And he said, there, talk to Doug and Doug Sandler. And a year ago, to, well, a year, 
right at this time a year ago, I was in San Diego, just as there's a group in San Diego, San Diego right now doing their program, uh-huh. the two day intensive to learn how to do a podcast. Yeah. And that's how I got started. And, uh, I've done, uh, I just, uh, recorded my 75th episode. That's so, awesome. you know, we're, we're into 2020 and, uh, it's been so fulfilling because it's, uh, it, what it does for me is it's another way to connect with people. Yeah. People like you, people like, uh, golly, the people that I've, the hundreds, you know, or the 70 some that I've, I've interviewed so far and I learn their stories and I get to connect and I let to share our stories together and with people. Right. Because I think it resonates. It resonates with people. And if they could see that, I've had hope and you've had hope and the transitions you've made in your life that have changed your life. I mean, it, those are beautiful things. Those are blessings that, that are, are so fulfilling. And it's how I want people to understand. Don't sit on the sidelines waiting for stuff to happen. Go make it happen. Go take a hold of your life and start becoming a doer. And go make doo-doo all over the earth because that's, that's what we need to do. We need more do, doers all over the earth. I think I heard doo-doo, but I know you, <laughs> you did. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I do that in, in high schools. I tell them to go make doo-doo all over the earth and they get all <laughs> laughing and stuff. So. Well, there's a couple things in, in what you just said. Uh, I'm a firm believer, like... Um, I talk about this a lot. I don't want to get into too deep in this interview, but I think we're in this realm today where we live in a dynamic digital environment where learning by doing is kind of having a comeback. Like if you're really uh, good at something, you're practicing learning by doing. I think our generation has been brought up in a linear system and and that's one of the biggest hurdles that we have to overcome is just embracing things like practice, mentorship, um, being really clear on our goals, like becoming really quick and fast and basically creating a sandbox for ourselves. And what I love about you is that at, at, at when did you start the shower epiphanies? 71, I guess, because it's been about a year. I would have been, I would have been 71. Yeah. I would have yeah. been 71. Yeah. So, I mean, not only have, have you become an expert at reinvention and transition, you're, you're living it, you're, you're doing it, you know? And so you're a great example for my listeners of just stepping into it. That's one thing that I do preach is that I, everything that I have teach, mm-hmm. I have lived through. I've done it. I mean, mm-hmm. I know what it is to go from having to have not. I've done it three times in my life where I've had abundance and then had it pulled out from underneath me for one reason or another. And I re- always rebound. I'm always rebounding back because I have faith that in the end, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, I can see you every time I hear you speak about this, I can see you on that hill, uh, you know, laying and, and, and speaking. It, it feels like you do that in practice each time I you do. make this transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do. And even that as a technique for some of our listeners is, is fantastic. I do that with some of my clients. I actually, Austin has a lot of really great areas around town that overlook the lake and all that out at Lake Travis and then Lake Austin. And we'll go out and Mount Manel uh, here and lay on the park bench up there and look right. at the sky and just get people. Any place where you can relax 
and feel safe. It's all about feeling safe that you can unload, unload all those troubles and then wait for, wait for the answer to come because it will come. And it comes from within you. It always, the answers, you know, when you're in, when we're coaches in this, we, people come to us wanting to be fixed. Right. In reality, we cannot fix anybody. All we do is guide people yeah. on, on how to fix themselves. And they have to do the work. If they don't do the work, they're just not going to not yeah. be successful. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that you have the answers within. We just are mm-hmm. helping tease it out. I love I, what I love about what you're talking about is that it feels like because I'm, you know, I'm immediately as you talk about it, I'm, I, I do that sometimes. You know, you lay on the ground, feel the grass around you, feel very grounded. You're looking up at the sky, which to me represents possibilities. Um, you know, it, it's just such a great gift you're giving to my listeners. Thank you. Yeah, I, you know, one of the things that I tell people is that I believe in the possibility of everything. Uh-huh. Everything's possible if we believe. When we believe, everything is possible. It's when people use the word, I can't, I won't, I will not, any form of those things. They, they limit themselves. But if you open up your mind to the possibility of everything mm-hmm. and listen to other people, you'll learn so much about not only them, but about yourself because it creates self-reflection it creates self-knowledge, and it just drives you into a deeper awareness of who you are. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, it's beautiful. I love it. You know, I mean, it's, it's what we're here for. Well, I would love people to have more of an experience getting into the shower with you, Art. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, because I, I think that that's, what, that's yeah. what we should tell people to do at this point, is to jump in the shower and, and to have, uh, have a shower epiphany with my guest today, whose name is Art Costello again. And wow, I can't thank you enough. Um, I, 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 I mean, when we met the first time, I was such a fan just meeting you in person and so much so more so now. Um, and I think, man, I have tons of respect for you. So thank you so much for being a guest, Art. Well, it's, it, it's likewise. I mean, that, you know, that's just part of our journey. I think I don't think that we our paths ever crossed by accident. There's a purpose in it, and we just have to find out what that purpose is. Oops, absolutely. I want to tell people where to find out more about you. You can go and find out more about art by going to Google Play, iTunes, any other platforms. The Shower Epiphanies will be found. Stitcher, iHeart. It's it's on almost every every platform out there. Shower Epiphanies podcast. You can also go, if you want to learn more about uh, what art does, you can go to expectationtherapy.com. That's expectationtherapy.com. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for being on the program today, Art. Um, my my pleasure. Nice. Absolutely. It's been an honor. All right. And uh, thank you to my listeners for coming today. As always, I appreciate you. And remember to teach what you love and live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Hey everyone, I'm Duff Gardner and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, 
more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth. So that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy, and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.